What are you doing here? I wanted to see you. Hi, David. Put that down. Okay, you've seen me now. Go away. I'm sorry I'm upsetting you, David. But you don't understand what's going on. I understand, all right. You're one of the undead, and I'm a werewolf. Yes, that's right. Get out of here, Jack. Tomorrow night's the full moon. You're gonna change. You'll become... I know. I know. A monster. You've got to kill yourself, David, before it's too late. Are you really dead, Jack? What do you think? I think I've lost my mind. I think you're not real. I think you're just another part of a bad dream. You've got to believe me, David. Believe what? That tomorrow night, beneath the full moon, I'll sprout hair and fangs and eat people? Bullshit. Oh, God damn it, David. Please believe me. You'll kill and make others like me. I'm not having a nice time here. You've got to take your own life. I will not accept this. Go away. David? This is not pretend, David. I will not be threatened by a walking meatloaf. <laughs>
right. What's going on there, party people? People of the world? Hope everyone's doing well out there. So as promised, for this episode, I have a very special guest. One of my good friends, uh, an amazing individual. Um, She's in a band called The Marcados. And she's just awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So... Welcome, Kate to my Hansen. Porch. <laughs> Welcome to my socially distant. Yes, very important these days. Professional back porch. How are you? I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am okay. We are we are hunkered down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what that means at this point anymore. We are doing virtually everything we were doing previously. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, just Legos. <laughs> <laughs> Puzzles? Are you one of these people that do puzzles? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, you gotta. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like... Did you do one? No. No, I didn't. (laughs) We, You know what we did is uh, my sons had, like, all these projects. (laughs) So we did this, um, all these origami projects, which are pretty interesting. (laughs) I don't know if you've ever done origami, but... I have. It's not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done it. I feel like I've like, I've only been proximity to like origami. <laughs> I've never <laughs> been a participant. Like, but I admire it deeply. It's amazing. Like once you start getting I into it, I can't do it. Yeah, I didn't think I could I don't do have it. The patience. YouTube. We YouTube like oh. a bunch of videos, and then we just like you know. It sounds like a chore. <laughs> I gotta say though, like that's a like I'm. I'm <laughs> deeply envious of that scale it's just like one of those things where it's like like i can absolutely like paint mm-hmm. or like do anything with my hands except that for some reason yeah i don't know <laughs> so how how has this aside from puzzles and legos how has this pandemic affected you creatively <laughs> oh um well first uh my husband and i uh, both kind of went crazy at the beginning of it and we were like we got to come up with something to do with our hands like in between like working and sleeping yeah. and like he's kind of like a serial like doodler uh-huh. <laughs> and so like he like makes his really like, intricate machines uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then I uh, color them in oh wow so, <laughs> so it's like a joint yeah. project <laughs> yeah and then I'll do like watercolor and Nice. It's like it's quite psychedelic, <laughs> truthfully. But um, yeah, so that was the first thing. Yeah. Do you find that that like keeps you motivated in in that regard? I gotta. My motivation is uh, questionable <laughs> at best. Um, I would say the only thing that I'm motivated about, like at all, is music. Okay. Like I. I I think I painted too much mm-hmm. a few years ago, and I started to resent it because I don't like the commissions process. Oh, yeah. Um, which is not anybody's fault but mm-hmm. mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I Did do it just, not like, like going to the post office. Yeah. yeah. No, it was like I would do everything, and then I would just like psych myself out about the post office, <laughs> <laughs> like right before I would go. Um, yeah, it would be like. Yeah, it would just be the post office. Yeah. Troubles. <laughs> so now, speaking of your art, because I've always found your art like amazing. I actually own 
This is true. <laughs> yeah. Original from you. Um, which is actually um, Rosemary from Demons. Um, Kate did this fun. amazing painting mm -hmm. for me. Um, how has that transitioned to music for you? Well, I... Because when I first met you, it was like, Kate the artist. Yeah. And then when I found out you were in a band, it was like, oh my fucking gosh, he's like a musician too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm like, I don't know. It's like, I, I am like kind of this just weird organism in the horror community uh. where like, I mean, I really started out really started out with just making cookies with my best friend. Oh, wow, okay. Did I not tell you this? No. What? <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. Um, my best friend Cassie and I had a um, a little cookie company, I guess. Like, wow. <laughs> and we would cater at conventions. Wow. And, like, we had, like, the Blue Velvet Cupcake and... Um, um, Holy shit! What else do <laughs> You're we like have? blowing my mind. Yeah, out. and it was like white chocolate ears and stuff, and like <laughs> genuinely blue velvet. Now, did that compete that with like Jill's cookies? No, um, they were supportive of one another. Okay, um, <laughs> nice. encouraged. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. No, Jill's Jill's are in a league of her own. Right. <laughs> Ours are like really gimmicky. I yeah. feel like oh, we had the Bill Smoresley. Wow. <laughs> nice. Um, Sid Hagstacks. Oh, my God. Uh, Rest which, in peace, Sid Hagstacks. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was like, he and he is weird because I'm like, man, he ate a Sid Hagstack. Like, amazing. I watched him do that. <laughs> <laughs> he ate my stupid named treat. <laughs> like, in a hotel. It was great. That's crazy. You've lived a life, <laughs> apparently. Oh, did I ever tell you about... Remind me to tell you about... I don't know if this is appropriate. Um, <laughs> where I was briefly abducted by uh, Zangief from oh my Street God. Fighter. Get out Andrew of town. Andrew Bernarski. I mean, you have to tell me about this. <laughs> like, I, I didn't... I really thought I told you about it. Um, <laughs> so this was around the same time. This is like when I started getting into like baking and stuff and like just getting into the horror community mm. like Cassie would bake and I would I would ice and like just come up with the stupid shit that she should make yeah. she really did all the hard work <laughs> <laughs> and um, so we were at a convention um, this was right before we started that and um, it was me and my friend Jess and I was outside with her I think she was 17 and I was 18 at the time oh wow so, like, I mean, we were Kids. not legal in any way, shape, or form. And he was, like, he, like, walked up to me with a joint. Uh -huh. Like, this is, like, 7.30 p.m. Yeah. And I'm 18. And, like, he was, like, do you want to hit this? And I was, like, 18. And I was, like, and I'm looking at this not yeah. Zangief-looking dude. <laughs> and I was, like, oh, no. And he was, like, well, you should get in this here... Uh, Hummer oh limo. <laughs> All your friends are getting A in Hummer there. Hummer limo. Yeah. Oh, wow. I said I was I was eighteen at the time, <laughs> right. so uh, that's like the most topical thing. <laughs> So, but a group of my friends happened to actually be standing over there, mm -hmm. um, and so I was like, "Oh, that actually adds up. Yeah. Your friends are going with us." I was like, "I guess this guy is going to be in this car," and so we load in. 
they close the doors. I see my group of friends walk away, and I was like, Oh my god! Oh, I'm in a car with nothing but men in their like 30s and 40s oh and god. older, and I have a 17 year old who I turn and I look, and she's having her first swig of. <laughs> I think whiskey. Yeah. And I was like, you're doing this right now. You're doing this right now. We just got like fucking abducted and you're going to make this decision right now. And, um, well, <laughs> uh, he was not a gentleman. Uh, I think he assumed I was a stripper. Oh my God. Which was, cause he kept recommending we go to a strip club. Like yeah. I was familiar with this like establishment in Indianapolis. <laughs> Like that, I like that. I already worked there, yeah. and so he's like, "We'll go to a strip club," and I was like, "Um, no, you won't." And he was like, "Well, I gotta get, I gotta get an eight ball," and he just pulled over and went into an alley, and like we were like, "There's no fucking way that this guy is about to find a eight ball in this random alley that this random Hummer an limo driver just pulled over." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And he, like, what was weird was, like, he was there for, like, five, ten minutes, and I, I was, like, devising a plan with my now drunk 17-year-old friend <laughs> that I'm, like, feeling responsible for. Jeez. And, uh, well, he came out of the alley, and he had a Snickers bar, <laughs> um, but no drugs, and, but he came back, and he was fucked up, so I think he actually might have gotten that eight ball, to yeah. which I was somewhat he did something and then he walked out with a Snickers bar. And yes. All high. <laughs> yeah. I guarantee he did not know who I was the next day. Oh like when I walked by, he like yeah. gave me the same speech he gave me when he first met me. And I was like, yeah. bro, we did all of this. Like we're good. <laughs> um, and he was like, we're going to strip club and you're dancing. Oh my and God. I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> so I just looked at the Hummer limo driver and I was like, bro say you're going there and then go back to the hotel because yeah. this is like genuinely and truthfully worrisome yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um he was like that's a great idea and i was yeah. like okay so this fucked up zangief slash texas chainsaw dude because <laughs> we played the new leather face right right yeah um he uh was so fucked up that uh i told him that we already went to the strip club mm -hmm. that he had this idea because we already went yeah. and that um that i danced and he loved it and then he was like fully sated by that oh my god he like bought it <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> yeah and we got back to the hotel and i was like we like fucking ran out of there yeah and uh that was a uh, quite an educational evening yeah, i bet yeah. and then cassie and i were working a booth maybe like three or four years later mm -hmm. And this dude came up to me and he was like, do you know who I am? And I was like, uh, no, I'm so sorry. I don't know anybody's names or faces at all. And he was like, uh, I was, I was the Hummer limo driver. Oh my God. And I was like, dude, you kind of like saved our lives. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, oh, he was like, I fucking know. He was like, I oh went and I God. quit. He said he went and he quit. Wow. And I was like, this is the most <laughs> Indiana happening I have ever been in like <laughs> exceptional jeez man Yikes. but speaking of horror conventions and stuff like Ooh. you've always been into horror um That's ever since question. you were young um because i mean you know me i love demons and yeah. I, any chance i get i talk demons but I, That's good. i've always loved that film since i was a kid so it stuck with me wow so, i did not know that it had quite all that history oh yeah Interesting. I, I talked just, about it in my last episode. I, I just figured experience. that it was like 
I don't know. Like, for me, I had some, like, late-onset horror mm-hmm. stuff, but not entirely. Um, when I was, like, really little, I had two older brothers. One was 11 and one was 14 when I was born. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, these two pretty much teenage boys and all their, like, leftover shit when I was growing up. So, like, I had, like, all of this, like, 80s (laughs) paraphernalia leftovers. And so, like, it was, like, a lot of, like, horror movies that I was, like, not supposed to watch. And um, I was like, you know what? We're going to do this. And I remember I watched Hellraiser and I was far too young. How old do you think? I... Oh. Old enough where it, like, stuck in your psyche? No, like, young enough where, like, I don't think my brain was done yet. Like, I think I was, like, five. (laughs) Like... (laughs) The box. You opened it. We came. It's just a puzzle box! Oh, no. It is a means to summon us. Who are you? Explorers in the further regions of experience. Demons to some... Angels to others. It was a mistake! I didn't I didn't mean to help it! It was a mistake! You can go! We can't. Not alone. You solved the box. We came. Now you must come with us. Taste our pleasures. Tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. Wait! 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 Please wait! No time for argument. You did this before, right? Many, many times. Well, I was. That was the thing. Was that that was how I started? Was like, I. We had this awesome video store by me when I was growing up, and uh-huh. it. I lived I, in Washington D.C. Uh-huh. and. Um, well, actually, Rockville, if, to be particular. Uh-huh. And um, there was this, like, Cabin John Mall had this fantastic video store. And, um, but they, ha- they back in the 90s, they had a roped-off section, like, uh-huh. that, like, was all the, like, bad stuff. Yeah. And it was, like, horror and porn. Oh, my, like, mixed together? Like, like as one unit yeah like and so like they just roped all of it off and like everything else was like fair game but i was like i was very interested in the horror films so uh we had gone one time and uh my mom uh we just we just went to go i think it was we we were getting a rainbow bright movie Uh and um she like let go of my hand for like a tenth of a second and I was, like, gone. Bolted towards yeah. the horror section. Yeah. So yeah. I did. I went and I hid in there. But my mom had, like, a major panic attack. Because oh she was, God. like, she didn't see where I went. So yeah. she's, like, running all around this <laughs> stupid mall. <laughs> and uh, she she came back. She was, like, do you see a little red-haired girl? Like, <laughs> like did, you, did you see her? And he was, like, oh, yeah. She's in the horror porn section. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so meanwhile, while she's looking for you. I was just... You're just engrossed with all these covers. And I was, and, correct. Yeah. I was engrossed with the Hellraiser cover, uh-huh. and then I saw we had it at home, and I was like, the dirty movie is here! It was already here! <laughs> and so, uh, we... <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I just... I, I stole it from my brother, and I watched it. Yeah. <laughs> and that was good. That was kind of the gateway drug. 
And then, like, there wasn't much going on for a few years. Mm -hmm. I was under a strict no Ren and Stimpy policy. (laughs) So, uh, to give you an idea of what I was allowed to watch, (laughs) no Beavis and Butthead. Oh, man. I was allowed Rocco's Modern Life, though, which, in retrospect, I mean, they talk about killing people so much. Soylent soylent people and... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So now, like, as you got older... And you sort of rediscovered horror. What kind of... What about horror drew you into the genre? That would be uh, an event in seventh grade. Um, My brother that I got in a fight with, um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) we we were just talking about, uh, previous to the podcast, um, he... He was in, like, a really cool band. I thought he was, like, really cool. Uh-huh. And <laughs> it's so stupid to say out loud. <laughs> I was, like, <laughs> I was just I was just stupid. I was a seventh grader. Uh-huh. And I just was, like, whatever this dude does, like, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And, like, he came home with, like, a Dawn of the Dead, like, rip. Like, a bad Dawn of the Dead rip. Uh-huh. And um, so I was, what's seventh grade? What is that? Uh. 13? 10? No. 9? 11? I want to say 13. Like 12, 13. Okay, so let's say 12, 13. Okay. He comes home with this thing, and we watched it, and I was so scared, Uh and I was, like, so deeply, truly scared, um, and he was like, do you want me to turn it off? And I was like, no, I got (laughs) off. Like, I'm very competitive with myself, Uh so, like, I'm like, no, you can't turn it off, and, like, I was like, I gotta just be with this. I yeah. gotta be okay with Stay this. With cars, yeah. And like, because like, oh, my, I'm with my cool brother who I never see, <laughs> and so I'm like, no, this is great. I could do this. Like, and this is Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. In 1968, George Romero brought us Night of the Living Dead. It became the classic horror film of its time. Not that room. Not that room. <laughs> Now, George Romero brings us the most intensely shocking motion picture experience for all times. It gets up and kills. The people it kills get up and kill. This situation must be controlled before it's too late. They are multiplying too rapidly. Dawn of the Dead. Meet me on the roof at 9 o'clock. Get out. I don't believe it. We're going to get out in the chopper. We've got to survive. Somebody's got to survive. They kill for one reason. They kill for food. They eat their victims. Imagine, if you will, that something has gone terribly wrong. Shoot it, man. Now, accept the fact that there's no escaping the horrible consequences. George Romero brings back the dead. Night of the Living Dead has ended. Dawn of the Dead is here. We must not be lulled by the concept that these are our family members or our friends. They are not. They will not respond to such emotions. Operator dead. Post abandoned. You may never get out of the room. It's everywhere. What the hell is it? Looks like a shopping center, one of those big indoor malls. What are they doing? Why do they come here? Some kind of instinct, memory, what they used to do. This was an important place in their lives. We've got a war.
afraid. We have spawned our own savagery. Soon, it will consume us all. It is a horrible, hauntingly accurate vision of the mindless excesses of a society gone mad. They must be destroyed on sight. When there is no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. We are down to the line, folks. We are down to the line. Dawn of the dead. And, um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh dear um so he was like we finished the movie and i was like i think i was like physically like kind of shaken yeah because i didn't really understand like the makeup and i didn't understand like how they made this yeah. stuff and i'm like these guys had to have gotten hurt like yeah. and they did but yeah. like i thought that it was much worse in second yeah. grade right um, you, you thought a lot of this stuff was actually happening yeah because i was like 13 right. i don't know i'm right. a stupid <laughs> idiot kid and i'm listening to my stupid idiot brother <laughs> And um, he's like, he he left, and he left that movie there. Mm-hmm. And I watched it like so. I don't even know how many more times. I just watched it like each day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I gotta not be scared of this. Okay. Like I'm so competitive with myself. Wow. Okay. And so like it got to the point where I was like, oh my god, like how did they do that? And like how did they do this? And that was like kind of when I fell in love with Tom Savini. Okay. And um. So I rewatched this movie like constantly and it was to the point where like I had it memorized and I was I I felt like I was kind of safe with George Romero cuz mm. like I now understood this one movie. Yeah. I now understood this like everything about this one movie. I understood everything about the makeup. I understood everything about these actors. Mm-hmm. I got my hands on like everything I could. Because, like, you were lucky if you'd got shit at Suncoast. Yeah. So it was, like... Yeah, <laughs> <true>. <laughs> so, like, that my brother left this what became, like, a relic yeah. for me. I will say, I found, um, at the time, when Suncoast existed... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I found, uh, like, a double pack of demons. Ooh. So that was, like... Like, I didn't know... Like, back when I was younger and I discovered demons... It was way before, like, collecting these movies or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they had the, um, I think it was, God, who was it? Uh, Anchor Bay that put out, oh, like, yeah. the mm-hmm. Dario Argento signature series yeah. or whatever. Um, so Suncoast, I, walked, I, like, stumbled in, and I saw that, and I was like, it blew my mind because I didn't realize that, oh, they're available like that. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know. uh, well, that's funny that you say that because I was literally dependent I, that was all we had it was that in yeah. Hollywood Video and if you came home with a rental mm-hmm. like your parents knew yeah so and like I was like on a strict no movies rated R yeah until I was 17 yeah oh god that blew up so bad. <laughs> so I just had to like sneak out and stuff but um so I went from Dawn of the Dead to Suncoast mm-hmm. and I found um Martin Oh wow! And I so I I was like, okay, I can I can stay in this land of George Romero. This is good. Yeah. And I got like really into that. And like I did the same thing where like I kind of like just learned everything about it. And then um, I think I I like literally was like, all right, well let's just loop back around the corner. And then I like went to <laughs> Day of the Dead. Nice. And um, so I just like I just kind of like slowly branched out. The last one that I saw was Night of Living Dead. Mm. 
Okay. And I was like, well, shit. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, I did all of that backwards and wrong. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I did like just forward, backwards, forwards, backwards. That's a good learning experience. And then uh, late at night, uh, I was like, oh, I'm I'm a cool I'm a cool seventh grader. I can easily watch late night HBO. <laughs> and um, I remember it was like this, like partially scrambled um, Nightmare on Elm Street two. Okay. And I turned it on in the middle, and I was like, oh, this must be Nightmare on Elm Street, like, the movie. Yeah. Not knowing that it's a sequel. Yeah. And, like, I turned it on in that scene at the pool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Great. You are all my children now. <laughs> Great place to turn uh, yeah. it on. Yeah, <laughs> and it was like, I mean, it was such an unforgettable moment that, like, to this day, I remember I was, like, watching what looked like... I was like, is this porn? Is this really the Freddy movie? Like, I was like, what am I watching? And, like, it's scrambled, and there's a pool, and this man's on fire, and, like... Just craziness <laughs> happened. <laughs> Did you catch it during the part where he, like, burst out of, uh... The pool? No, no, Where like, is that? Burst out of, uh, Jesse. Oh... No, remember, he's like locked in the thing. And it, then... You know what? It was like directly after that part. Okay. Like oh, I know okay. that yeah, now. Yeah. I know where that is now. But yeah. like at the time, I was like, <laughs> like all I knew, I was like, holy shit! I'm just catching the end of this movie. That'll feel like I watched it, and then yeah. I can actually start it, and then I can go through it. Yeah. Um, and so I was watching it, and I was like, this is out of its fucking mind. Like, okay, this is cool. And I was like, well, now I do want to watch this movie. And I like, I had someone, I. I, I made friends with this dude at my blockbuster <laughs> and he was I don't know I think that he was autistic okay. but he had like the best taste in horror nice. and like I just like he was so good oh, JB if you are out there like, <laughs> somewhere <laughs> oh he was so good he, nice. like he was like oh you gotta watch dead alive you gotta like he got me into wow. like more like italian like kind of stuff and he was like okay you have to watch That's Suspiria. So you have to watch like i went from like george romero directly into giallo and then i watched all of the movies that were like uh nightmare on elm street and like halloween and then i started going wow. from there so it was like this kind of like weird like okay, I'm setting myself up half with just, like, absolute, like, schlock and shit, and then, like, these, like, kind of mainstream yeah. movies. So it was, like, always those two things, like, worked for me. So you, you went from Hellraiser to George Romero. Yeah. To, like, the Italian stuff. Yeah, because of and this then... dude at Blockbuster. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, and I remember, like, just being, like, oh, my God, when they were, like, oh, he doesn't work here anymore, and they were, like, very flippant Fuck. when they told me, and <laughs> yeah. I was, like wait oh, we gotta backtrack this because like oh my god yeah what did he like he would got like um peter like bad taste like mm. the stuff that they used to have at blockbuster oh, kind of yeah. blows my mind it, yeah like when you consider now like. yeah and then you can tell like when they panicked and it was like all you've got mail and like all whatever the next schwarzenegger was and you're like hey there's five movies here even though you have six thousand of each of them and then they were like you got us. We're dead. I, I will say, like, when the the, um, the French extreme movies came out, like, Inside and all that, oh, yeah. I found that through Blockbuster, like, in the later years. So Ooh. I was actually surprised that they still had stuff like that, like, available. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. This one right here, actually, the one in Oak Park. No or, way. It used to be over there. <laughs> oh. I was going to say, I'm like, wait, man, we got to talk. Um, that's crazy. Yeah. 
So now, um, kind of fast forwarding, you know, to, um... And it's hard, I'm sorry, it's hard to not discuss Return of the Living Dead and Rosemary's Baby. Oh my god. We're like in that, like in that just like teenage spiral. Yeah. Like the importance of both of those, like that's kind of, I think that's how I like always do things. I want things like a little bit gross and like, but really classy. So what? what's your, <laughs> what, what would you say, I, I know I'm probably putting you on the spot what would you say are like your most important three horror movies and not they not necessarily have to be the best mm. but for kate like what's what shaped you what shape what's like oh like the most pivotal yeah oh god i feel like there's gonna be some like embarrassing stuff no <laughs> oh god you're gonna have to edit this because <laughs> I literally because you said that Return to Living Dead that's that's a big one for you I probably should like it's hard for me because like I always go to that one so yeah. I'm like trying to like teach like <laughs> a, I don't know separate myself but I yeah. should so yes Return to Living Dead mm-hmm. and Rosemary's Baby mm-hmm. um, those two would be like hugely pivotal I thought Mia Farrow was like the coolest mm. and Rosemary's Baby I loved her little like random New York English accent mm-hmm. um, just so pretty and just kind of like fuck you husband and like <laughs> and had a lot of that. satanic stuff going on oh too. yeah so, that, so like... <laughs> that actually ended up being where my band name came from really yes um, it's the Marcados are it, it, that's the satanic family that lives next door oh that's right yeah, yeah. so uh, it was hard for me because like I I don't know. I kind of think of myself as like business, like punk, mm-hmm. where like I am like river cruise designer by day and <laughs> horror murderer at night. Like <laughs> I don't know. So it's God damn it. Everything is like that. I'm just realizing that everything is like half gross and half like, like a duality to it. Pure, yeah. <laughs> We've also gotten um, for some reason Alex. Actually, I'm not going to say her full name in case anybody who's listening to this actually right. has an Amazon A-L-E-X-A, which is what we call her. <laughs> it turns yeah. on somewhere in the um, The only way that um, Amazon A-L-E-X-A knows what my band is is if you say Mark Nachos. Really? Yeah, like, she's like, if you're like, oh, play Marcados, she's like, what? I cannot play Marcatos. <laughs> but if you say, like, play Mark Nachos, she's like, fine with it. Oh, it's yeah. <laughs> so like my brother's always like he's like I just <laughs> asked my girlfriend to play me Mark Nachos. <laughs> That's funny. It's like we've really made it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the Marcados, what would you say is your favorite song to play? Whoa! Oh, that's so Pillow Fight. Mm. Pillow Fight's my favorite. It like hurts my hand the most, mm. but it's like. I don't really get to. I'm like not. A, I'm not a person who screams regularly, mm-hmm. so it gives me an outlet to <laughs> physically <laughs> scream in front of my family and friends, uh, and like our four fans. <laughs> so it's like it's awesome.
was it's funny I was listening to Howl on the way here and it came we never play it we never play it live really no um because it's possible I hit uh 290 which if you don't know if you don't if you're not from Chicago 290 is a is a highway that everybody uses yeah in you know in the city but there's this one curve once you merge onto 290 it kind of shoots you a little bit so like your song oh. Howl was playing and I'm doing like 80 around the corner and it oh. just felt like so amazing. Oh my God, that's great. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, what's weird is like I love that song and I like really enjoy listening to it and I'm like, we did a really good job with this. Mm. We can never f- ever play it. Like <laughs> it's, there's a lot of instruments in that one mm. and like it's one of those songs where like singing it, I have a hard time like it's almost like Blondie's Rapture, mm. like with like the speed that I'm like speaking, yeah. slash singing, yeah. and I just kind of like blank, yeah. and I'm like, ooh, guitar <laughs> doesn't happen here. It's guitar singing, yeah. and.
For me, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, the rest of my band excels deeply at it, and I <laughs> and they're always like, "Why can't we play it?" And I'm like, "Never." <laughs> what are speaking of music? Now that we're on this path of music, yes. What are three albums that you would take with you if you were stuck? This is like the classic mm-hmm. question, right? Mm-hmm. On a deserted island. Um, wow. London Calling by The Clash. Nice. Um, Devo, Freedom of Choice. Nice. I feel like that one doesn't get a lot of, like, when people say, like, the best three albums or whatever. Yeah, that's a great album. It's, like, one of my favorites. You know what? Welcome Interstate Managers by My Brain. Tell me you got high before this one, so I'm not just like an idiot. No, I'm, I'm like... You too? Okay, yeah. great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oof. Uh, oh my god. Come on, see, see some That's, um... Fountains of Wayne. And my third favorite album is Fountains of Wayne, Welcome Interstate Managers. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> what a mouthful. Wow. wow. Yeah, that's like one of my favorite albums, like, period. Yeah. I don't care who you are. I think Stacy's mom is a work of art. <laughs> I would literally, I'm not like one of the people that says like I would fight someone in the honor of this thing, but I would fight anybody <laughs> with Fountains of Wayne. And you're not a, like a violent person by any sort of imagination. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, I'm very nice, but um... I'll give a wall what for if (laughs) if it's been a rough quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) Now, how, like, I know we talked about, like, how it's affected, you know, staying at home and keeping yourself busy and things like that. Yeah. But creatively, like, have you, like, have you been writing more? Yeah. um, There are two new songs. Nice. And then my bassist wrote one, and then she and I are getting together on... Saturday actually to work on another one so we're kind of trucking on another album so like it was like a real pain in the dick to get the first one done (laughs) but um I'm I'm looking forward to the second one I I really want it to be kind of like grittier and like mark markedly spookier but like spooky in the way that like you you could like play it for your mom and she won't be mad yeah But, you know, I will say, like, um, I know we have a mutual friend, um, Matt Dean. Yeah, we um, do. He's, a, he's like, the coolest dude. I just, <laughs> I want to meet him. We've yeah. been, like, online friends for, like, ten years. Yeah. Like, 
Wow. Or I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I can't math. So, I mean, it's been a while. Yeah. 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 But he's one of those souls that you feel like you've known forever, you know? Yeah, but I mean, it's been a minute. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sorry, you're saying? But, no, he was, um, like, when um, If You Can't Be Mine first came out, he was saying that it felt very Lynchian, very, like, almost like uh, if Quentin Tarantino wrote a, um, a David Lynch movie and it was in the horror vein and this is like the soundtrack to it you know what i mean like it, it had that's a lot of the those best elements thing. yeah that's so nice yeah oh my god like that's like the goal is like like the black lodge yeah is yeah. like the parts of the black lodge like before the shit hits the fan that's mm-hmm. like really what i want to do yeah is like when you're like oop this is a little bit ethereal but it's still i recognize all the items around me this right. is a good start and then, like, you're like, oh, I, uh, floor just dropped out from underneath me. <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, I do get the sense of that, like, with some of the, um, some of the songs, um, like Black Cat. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it's just, it's almost like you're in the lobby, like, waiting for something, and then the shit hits the fan, like, when you enter the other room. Like, this is the yeah. music playing as you're going into this. That you know. song is, like, the, had, like, the weirdest life. Come 
rodent when I was 17 or 18 mm -hmm. and I would like play it at coffee houses because I was 17 or 18 and this was around Hummer limo time. Uh -huh. <laughs> so I was really committed to my mid-2000s life. <laughs> and um, so I, it started out as a folk song. Uh -huh. It was like pure folk, like like hippie folk. Yeah. And um, that was kind of how Break Alone started too. Both of those songs were like 17, 18 and then, like, they both became these kind of weird, almost, like, southern parodies of themselves. Because, mm. like, they both, like, I just used to play, like, holy 60s generic. I don't know. I've always been fascinated by that. Mm -hmm. Like, just, like, the normalcy of, like, Cruel to be Kind by Nick Lowe yeah. is, like, one of my favorite songs. Nice. It is, like, the most normal song that people, like, walk over and, like, don't hear. And I'm like, this thing is fucking brilliant. And, yeah. like... There's something about, like, things hidden in what seems like a simple package. Mm -hmm. I, that really fascinates me. Like, um, Not For Me. Even yeah. though it's a cover, right? Yeah. Bobby it's, Darren. It still sounds like you're the one that wrote it. Like, the way that you sing the song, oh, God, it feels like that. you're breathing what's happening in the song. And it's very, like, um, in that way. It's, it's sort of like a beautifully dark song, you oh. know? It turned into that. I was also in a weird place. I was working in a warehouse mm -hmm. I, when I first heard that song. It was like one of those days where like you stopped paying attention to your your mm -hmm. Spotify playlist and it just starts like wandering mm -hmm. and like you're like, yeah, fuck it, do whatever you want. And you're like just like just slaving away for the man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like in this warehouse and I'm putting literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of labels on wholesale boxes. Mm -hmm. And like I just in one ear, I've got like, I don't know. It went into like this weird ragtime corner, and I was like, "That's fine. I'm not paying attention." And it came back, and it was like Bobby Darren, and I was like, "That's a good middle ground." And then it played this song, and I was like, "Oh, this would rock so much if you like tried to like demusicalize it," because the original version is like, I I, b I believe it's actually from a musical, mm. and that and then like Bobby Darren does his like own cool like jazzy '60s version. And that was the one that we kind of stole yeah. church bells are being rung but not for me I am without love but I don't doubt love can be warm and tender for some but not for me poems that be
that's like I think that's I a brilliant song for mm-hmm. a dude that people like stopped listening to after his first whatever five singles. Yeah. Oh, I love him. I think it's great. <laughs> yeah. Um would you mind playing something for us? Oh sure. <laughs> like I don't want to put you on the spot. But... Color me curious how this will sound. Okay, so this song is actually, um, uh, I wrote it for Griffin Dunn, who I have carried a flame for. Oh my god, I gotta write a Kurt Russell song. Oh my god, I'm surprised you haven't That thought just occurred to me right now, I gotta do it. You have to. Yeah, because, like, Griffin Dunn was my original Kurt Russell. Uh Uh-huh. And, um, I was just, like, I thought he was, like, the cutest, and I loved his voice in American Werewolf. Mm -hmm. And this is, like... (laughs) <laughs> this was like my 18 year old version self like being like okay um I'm like super into this dude from like 25 years ago mm-hmm. who doesn't look like this anymore this guy doesn't even exist technically <laughs> like he's like a whole different new human and uh this is blowing my mind because as long as I've known you I know you've had a thing for him oh, yeah. so like, knowing that this song is oh, for yeah. him it's like wow um, and then one of my friends, Tall Paul, he is like the coolest. Um, he's a, done a bunch of stuff on Hulu and uh, he's a big wrestling fan, so he and I get on great. Um, he played it for Griffin and I was like, Oh my God. That was like, I was like, it's all downhill from here. Seriously. Like, I'm good. I'm good now. Wow. And so, yeah, it's been, I've kind of meandered since. <laughs> I was like, I'm good. Sufficient. Uh, well,. So this one's called Break Break Alone. Alone, yeah. Okay.
fucking Thanks. amazing. You're amazing. <laughs> wow. I'm just playing my guitar. That's crazy. Like, just to get um, a personal show from Kate Hansen of the Marcados. For Griffin Dunn. For Sponsored Griffin Dunn. by <laughs> Griffin Dunn. Oh my god. Oh, He's going to haunt me the rest of my life. <laughs> what are your thoughts on haunted houses? Um, I'm terrified of them. Do you go? No. Not yeah, since, I don't not either. Since, not since I was like mortified by a particular one when I was like seven years old or whatever. Seven? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I was 15 for mine. I pissed myself in front of my friends. Oh, my God. Like, I had, like, I was like, this is it. I'm dying. Like, I, I believed it wholeheartedly. I was a nerd so bad when yeah. I was a teen. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, this, like, they, it was when they started doing that Texas Chainsaw, like, the chain without the chain thing. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, so, like, it was, like, loud still, but, mm-hmm. like, the, it wouldn't murder you. <laughs> right. But, like. I had, like, super bad asthma growing up, and, like, I remember, like, I just, like, basically, like, keeled over, like, an 80-year-old. Like, I was like, this is the loudest thing, and, like, this poor guy was dressed as Jason, Mm -hmm. and he, um, and he was, like, ripped off his mask, and, like, his friend was like, Terry, you're breaking protocol! (laughs) And he was like, he was like, she just pissed herself, like, I don't think she should have to do the rest of this. And then, of course, the dude with the chainsaw chased me out, so. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I'm not a fucking family. What happened to you? Um, well, so I grew up in the 80s, okay? And in the 80s... I I briefly visited. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, it was like this thing where, um, haunted houses were very, like... Oh, that could actually be real, or somebody could be a maniac Ugh. in there, or whatever. Ooh, I forgot about that shit. <laughs> oh my god! So, like, this one time, um, I grew up in Boston, and then we moved to uh, Fall River, which, if you know Fall River, that's where Lizzie Borden's from and whatnot. Oh shit! So they were very big with like that theme, you know. I was gonna say probably all sorts of good juju <laughs> going on over there. Right. So there was this one particular one um, at this uh, like a. Salvation Army or something and I remember like clutching my mother as we're walking through this and I felt what felt like a real knife like kind of jab me in the side and when I walked out sure enough there was like a mark there you kidding me no (laughs) so I feel like it was like somebody meant to do that but they kind of didn't you know give it that extra you can't or whatever. partially stab a baby like <laughs> that's but it was crazy so, that's the thing like heard. it's so dark in there you don't know what's going on don't have know. a knife then i don't know i feel like that's like that's not like i don't know i don't think that's contingent on the 80s i think that's common sense throughout time <laughs> know, right? is don't if you're in a room with babies don't lightly poke them with a knife <laughs> I just feel a like dark the, room with babies. the 80s, like, wow. so many things were allowed back then. So many things oh were like, God. oh, that's just whatever, you know. Brian, I forgot to tell you, like, the main reason why I got into horror. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes back around. Yes, because of exactly what you just said. Um, so, I, when you said you were talking about Boston, I was thinking mm-hmm. about me growing up on the East Coast in D.C. Okay. And I was like, man, shit was so weird in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And, like, my, oh, I hope he doesn't listen to this, but my oldest brother, his um, prom date was murdered. Oh, my um, God. When he was, like, 18, I, I guess I was, like, still single digits. Uh-huh. And, like, her, her family, like, 
was super nice. Like we knew them, they were like awesome. And, um, so like they killed the whole family actually. Wow. Um, everybody (sighs) but the mom. Oh, look at this. And, um, so like everybody was like super traumatized over that and everybody was like really sad because this was like in our neighborhood we knew her and the whole family and um so we were like really on edge it was like whoa it's the early 90s and like then you started like getting like you had the dc sniper and all that Mm. stuff and i was like okay obviously that comes later but like you had like this kind of building up of events and then um when i was growing up uh and this is why I wasn't allowed to watch anything spooky or scary. Mm-hmm. And I just wholly disobeyed orders. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, we went to this church called the Davis Library. Mm-hmm. My maiden name is Davis. Mm-hmm. So I, I was very adamant about going to this particular library. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's our library. That's the one we go to. I know it's not the closest. That's the one we go to. Yeah. <laughs> I am five. I didn't care. I was like, <laughs> right. this is the one we go to. And so, like, it, there was this dude that would hang out there, uh-huh. and um, he was always in, like, a hockey jersey, and he was very nice. He kept to himself. He didn't really, like, talk to anybody, but he was, like, always there. At this David, Davis At Library. At Davis Library, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh-huh. And, like, he was, like, it was clear he was, like, kind of homeless, but I was, like, young, and mm-hmm. I was just nice, and I was, like... I would just talk to whoever would talk to me. I just wanted to talk. I was just a baby who loved talking. And um, so, like, I would talk to this dude. My mom would be like, come on, it's the 90s. We should go. And, um, but, like, of course, it wasn't like, don't talk to my daughter. It was like, oh, what? Can I get her back from you? Like, (laughs) (laughs) and um, so we learned later that he um, went on to be, like, this, like, serial killer like oh my god um his name's Haddon Clark if you're interested um I'm not sure if he's serial but he killed a series of people so I guess that would make him a serial killer (laughs) um he killed a little like blondish red-haired girl wow just like me um like within 45 minutes of where we lived and it was like super nuts and so like I kind of like was like I knew what was going on yeah and I knew that I wasn't allowed to go to the parks anymore. Yeah. I knew I wasn't allowed to like go out and play. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't know why. Yeah. So as I got older, I was like, oh shit, it's because that murderer guy was just out there and we knew him. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> but I was like, oh, I want to go to Snoopy Park. Like, because yeah. we had this park that just had a Snoopy, like, bouncy thing. And I was also adamant about that. And I was like, That's the other thing we go to is the Snoopy. <laughs> park and so yeah there were like years where I wasn't allowed to go out so I kind of became enthralled with like the theory of fear mm. and like just trying so hard to not experience it mm. that and I but I had this like really bad anxiety as a kid mm-hmm. and like it was bad all the way really up until like maybe three or three years ago yeah. and I, I've like I'm like a new person I don't give a shit anymore <laughs> about like anything and it's so liberating yeah. oh yeah <laughs> it's, it's good but like I was like crazy as a kid so like I wanted to stay away from anything that spooked me because I was like oh I'm told I shouldn't watch these scary things or these like questionable things yeah. so uh, it, I deeply became fascinated with it when I needed something to rebel with apparently yeah, yeah. it's but, just you know it's crazy that like you were like 
just moments from being murdered, right? Like, no. Well, you you just no. said that he, he, he got was like very some nice other red, redheaded girl. I know. <laughs> you know like, he was very nice to me. Okay. Where'd he go? And so it was like he he didn't really. I don't. It was weird. It, this sounds fucked up. I don't think he was interested in me. Because, like, I, like, was like, sir, do you want to talk? Yeah. Well, I was like, I was like, do you want to talk? Well, I was like this little piece of shit tomboy, like, <laughs> like, tutu, my favorite t-shirt said, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> I, black combat boots. It was, like, my nice. go-to outfit. So I was just, like, kind of always this, like, <laughs> trapped in limbo sort of child growing up but then i was also set up for success because my mom uh would listen to um nine inch nails mm. and like her stephen king audiobooks mm -hmm. growing up so like it was like right in front of me but mm -hmm. like i wasn't supposed to watch it mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's like well i must actually <laughs> yeah but uh but then i went on to go like i don't know i just had such a blast with all the convention stuff yeah yeah. yeah. You and your lovely husband Jeff. Yeah. Came up with this thing in February uh, called oh, yeah. February. Yes. And it was like an amazing challenge. Like I didn't unfortunately <laughs> I didn't do the whole thing. It's okay. But we didn't I got pretty deep. We've done it for five <laughs> five years now and this was the first year we were able to actually complete it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like don't feel bad about okay. it. Like we like perpetually we get to X and just be like fuck it. Like just yeah. like we're right there and we don't care. <laughs> but it's like um so you basically watch and it's really hard. It's like expert level if you watch it with somebody else cuz then they also can't have seen it. Mm -hmm. So um the concept is that you uh watch 26 movies a to z that you have not seen before mm -hmm. and the way that we do it is like you pull like a genre and then you pull a platform so like whether that be like oh hulu on ps4 or yeah. like netflix and horror and yeah. sci-fi and that's the thing that i found so amazing Hulu's is that like worst <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 I noticed that <laughs> but um the, the just the fact that like it's like a roulette wheel. Yeah. Of like, you know, like you, you can pick a genre, but then like if you pick like, mm -hmm. I don't know, sci-fi on Hulu, you're mm -hmm. fucked basically. Yeah. Yes. Well, they've got like, oh yeah, totally. Like you, <laughs> you really only want to get comedy on Hulu. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. that's, and even then that's questionable because you'll get like, <laughs> like a lot of Bollywood stuff and yeah. it's like, and that's not bad, but like it's hard to watch a sci-fi Bollywood movie on <laughs> Hulu, when you're, like, just trying to watch, like, get to the next letter. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. And you're like, what am I doing with my life? Um, and that's another thing, too. It's like, it depends yeah. on the letter you get. Yeah. That could fuck up the whole night for you. Oh, totally. <laughs> yes, yeah. So it's kind of like, uh, and it, a lot of people did it. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, it was like, awesome. Wow. Yeah, I can't wait. We're going to definitely do it again next year. We were trying to think about if we could integrate some sort of, like, charity component mm, maybe that would be cool where like maybe like friends sponsor you to watch really weird movies you've never seen before yeah for 26 days straight <laughs> yeah what's crazy is that that happened on the brink of this pandemic yeah you think about it like it would have been we were inside awesome. for a whole month yeah. before the <laughs> right, freaking we exactly. like just shot ourselves in the foot <laughs> 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 riot is there any is there anything from that 
period or like even anything <laughs> lately that you would recommend like oh. that you watch that you're like holy shit this is amazing Pe- more I mean She-Ra is the thing nice. She-Ra is the thing um Segway the thing. into She-Ra yeah <laughs> I mean it's I honestly it's I don't know it's I think it's brilliant mm-hmm. and um it tackles a lot of issues borderline effortlessly mm. Um, Those are the best. That's yeah, they well, they talk about, like, systematic issues. Um, they, like, touch on, like, sexuality um, and, like, the importance of, like, respecting someone's two dads and, like... Mm. It, it's, on she Yes. Wow. So it's, Why like, the fuck am I not watching You have to. <laughs> like, it's... Like, we, Jeff and I literally watched it from start to finish. I think it was, like, f- maybe four or five days. Like, yeah. it's five seasons, and we were, like, banging out, like, a season a day. <laughs> and it just completed. And so I, Jeff said that... <laughs> my source, Jeff. <laughs> um, Jeff said that um, it's... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i'm so used to being like my quote my, like my source npr and like <laughs> whatever but um he was like he said that uh she-ra was written um with only five seasons in mind mm-hmm. so they were like okay we, we're going to tell this story but we're also going to tackle all these issues yeah. but what's interesting is like they knew how long they were going to have so it's all incredibly like well paced mm. whereas like Adventure Time is like an equally great show, yeah. and but it Love kind of, it's it, it's sort of amorphous. Yeah. Like you have this like through line of like the story of like Finn mm-hmm. and like royalty and what this land used to be, but then like you've also got like loop de loo de doo doos like kind of <laughs> like just stupid moments which are also brilliant yeah. and great and that's fantastic, but like, the like she has like just like start to finish like just like. Like, it's just a rocket. Like, it's so good. <laughs> oh, Catra's the best. We're on the edge of greatness, turning darkness to light. We're right beside you, ready to fight. We're gonna win in the end. We must be strong and we must be brave. We must be brave. We gotta fight and feel the strength that we have and never let it go. Did you watch She-Ra growing up? I watched... I'll say, like, I was more of a He-Man. Yeah, because but, She-Ra sucked in the 80s. It was <laughs> but so it was bad. there, too, so... Like, yeah, uh, She-Ra was, like, written by boys, for boys, but it's a girl. Like, yeah, yeah. And it was yeah. like, well, it's her twin sexy right. brother-sister <laughs> situation. It's like, okay, well, why are they both so hot and so naked and, yeah. like the same stories and but it, it was all characters. like marketing back then it was like yeah he, like girls also appealed to he-man so the creators were like let's make a show yeah for the g- girls yeah so we can make more money you know so it was just and the toys yeah that's what it was jesus about. christ <laughs> so dangerous i had I all like, that shit back then dude me too i well i was again left with the 80s leftover boy toys so i had like (laughs) excessive useless transformers um like uh, off-brand like star wars stuff Mm. just not good um and then like the night the 90s hit my parents got a little bit of money and they were like we're getting you some toys and like it was just like all i wanted was tintin books yeah (laughs) 
Nice, actually. Tintin. Amazing. You read it? <laughs> I didn't, I've never read you it. You have but. to. I'm literally going to give you three to take with you okay. before you go. It's like, <laughs> I don't know, it's like this 1930s French, um, like, mystery kind of, like, whodunit. Mm-hmm. But it's like this, like, kind of, like, teen journalist mm-hmm. and, like, his white dog mm-hmm. who's, like, pretty much my dog which yeah. is like so when i found him i was like snowy <laughs> yeah so but like he's i don't know tintin's awesome and then steven spielberg did the tintin right. movie yeah. and i gotta say that's a pretty good representation of it oh, really? okay. so like it's very like mystery pre hardy boys without the like schlock mm. it's like the french seriousness of comics <laughs> yeah nice there you go. Fuck. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, oh, gunshots are fireworks. We're outside. I'm guessing those were fireworks. I will take it. Because a gunshot has very distinct, like, blunt sound to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to tell nowadays. <laughs> I, like, it kind of all sounds the like, same to me. Like, because yeah. there were times where, like, it was like, like, I'll be like, oh, that was absolutely a firework. And I'll be mm-hmm. like. I'll find out the next day is shooting at 7-Eleven across right. the street and it's like oh <laughs> yeah my bad yeah slept through that one <laughs> <laughs> well is there anything you want to add to <sighs> just that I could continue this conversation like for a very long time this um, is why podcasts are like 3-4 hours long I know we gotta be careful too because we don't want to abuse <laughs> other people's time <sighs> I don't know I think I think the most important thing right now is that people need to stop being dicks to each other and yes. stop talking shit about movies they don't like. Because yeah. I don't think that's important at all. <laughs> I literally, like, one of my biggest pet peeves on this planet is people who think that they are better at critiquing films mm. by just only focusing on the bad ones. Yeah. And that, like, really drives me nuts. Like, I think it's so astronomically important to focus on only, like, if something's bad, it's the golden rule. Just don't right. fucking talk about it. Right. Like, talk about good movies. Shut the fuck up about the bad ones. They'll die on their own. Yeah. Well, that's interesting because I remember watching um, the Pet Cemetery remake. I didn't see that yet. How is that? Well, I went on this thing on Facebook <laughs> where I was like, oh my God, don't see this movie. It's oh, wait, sucked. did I call you out on that? I called you out on that. <laughs> <laughs> you chimed in. You were, you you gave yeah. me that whole thing. But I will say, I will say, Kate, that gave me pause because then I started thinking, you know, like, well, here I am making my own films, right? And it, it like, my films are short films, but it still took a lot to make them, mm-hmm. you know? So... When given, like, when somebody sets out to make a film, whether it's good or bad, that's a lot of hard work. It's mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, it's a lot of sacrifice to make, yeah. get this vision out there. So, and fund. I started thinking, like, you know, like, okay, so the, the thing with me that got me was um, I, I adored these filmmakers, like, from their previous films. Starry Eyes. They're, they're the, they're the oh, ones okay. that made Starry I love I fucking love Starry Eyes. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. So when I found out that they were the ones behind this pet cemetery, mm-hmm. like I was ex- oh, I did not know that. Better, you know what I mean? Okay. So that's where I was coming from. Yeah. And then you hit me with that, and I was like, <laughs> like it just made me think, like the horror community, like these horror movies have enough trouble 
making it on their own. Yeah. So for fans to come out and be like, oh, this movie sucks or whatever, that's like a double whammy. You yeah. Know? Like it just drags the, the genre down. I agree. Well, yeah. and then, I mean, I did not watch Unfriended. Mm. Like, I bullied past it. Like, I don't know, like anything like that for a really long time Mm -hmm. just i was like i'm not into that it's stupid it's too current i can't handle it but like the second it became like just like a skosh dated Mm -hmm. and i could just watch it as like a movie yeah i gotta say unfriended is a great fucking movie it is i love that surprise man i like i i i was like see i kneecapped myself and like i caught myself doing it Mm -hmm. and it's like like you punish yourself by anticipating something is going to be shit Mm mm-hmm I don't know why we do that to ourselves. Yeah. And I think that, I don't know, I think we just got to be And the horror community is one of the most notorious ones. And we're like one of the most forward thinking at the same time. So we like punish ourselves by like excluding things because of maybe something somebody else said or just like a stupid bad trailer. Right, right. And like, I mean, God, how many bad trailers have like just (laughs) decimated a movie's chances? Right, that's true. I, I, I don't watch trailers. I don't read the back of movies. I don't... I, I, honest to God, do my best to find out nothing about a movie before I see it. Yeah. Like, I, like Midsummer, I would I didn't read jack about it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go into this. I don't know anything. <laughs> this is great. I did it with Hereditary, too. Like, if you just deny yourself of all information, you're so much happier. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. There's zero you, like, expectation. You just experience it. Right. Right, you jump in. Yeah. Kind of like... Um, I don't even like the movie telling me what I'm supposed to think. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to read the back. Yeah. Yeah, but you were saying? Um, no, I was just, just going to say, like, that's kind of how I did it. And, you know, like growing up, going to West Coast Video, that was the, the yeah. video store near me. And I would just look at the box, and the box art alone would sell me. I know, I would be like, same. oh my God, that's amazing. I don't that's care it. what this movie's about. Yeah. This is going to be amazing, you know? Mm-hmm. So it just, like... Like, sometimes it's bad because it kind of gives you that expectation where, like, the box art looks fucking incredible, but the movie doesn't match the box art. Um, But no, I was just... (laughs) you. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) But a lot of these movies are entertaining. You know, like... Oh, that's one of my favorite movies. When you think about, like, Kitley's Turkey Day. Oh, I mean... You know, like, they're entertaining. They are entertaining, but I gotta say I go into... I've gone to two, mm-hmm. um, and each one, uh, I just I reveled in like what we watched though, because yeah. it's like yeah. kind of great, like it like beyond entertaining. Like it's like I'm watching something on another planet. Like yeah. I didn't expect yeah. this like Absolutely. at all, which is, <laughs> and that's the other thing. I just want to be surprised, and yeah. I just want to experience it for myself. Because mm-hmm. for decade, for like a decade, I didn't have cable, yeah. and then this one was like. We gotta have cable, and I was like, <laughs> "All right," but then like, I, I, it just took that much more to not learn everything about all these movies before they happen. Yeah, went into the Joker, not knowing what any of that shit was. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Can we talk about Bud Dwyer too? Sure. God, like, <laughs> is it? I I know that people like make jokes about him, mm-hmm. and I don't like that. Yeah. Um, I think Bud Dwyer is a really cool dude mm-hmm. who really stood up for himself. Yeah. And I don't think you're supposed to do that nowadays. I don't think that you should I don't think that you should kill yourself. I right. don't think that you should ever do that. But um not for any religious reason. I have no religion. Yeah. Uh just because I think that you're precious and you deserve to be loved. Mm-hmm. But like he was in a rough place and he was like, 
man, I can make a stand against my government. And he yeah. did. Yeah. And, like, people will still talk about him to this day. Right. And I saw so much of that in Joker. Yeah. And I was like, is this a, like, an, it f- almost felt like an ode to Like, that. very parallel, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. It just masked in comic yeah. books. <laughs> well, that, and then, like, I mean, I mean, spoilers <laughs> at the end. Did you see it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's like spoilers. <laughs> it's like the reason why that relates for me is spoilers. <laughs> Oops. Um, like when I when I went into the Joker, unfortunately, like because what we just talked about, I was expecting something different. Yeah. And it surprised me more so, like, because I didn't I didn't realize like a comic book movie could be this. You yeah. Know what I mean? Well, I'm I'm not. And see, I gotta be careful. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not super into the comic book movies, mm-hmm. but not for any like good reason, mm-hmm. and not for any like bad reason. I just feel like I'm like there's so much content mm-hmm. that I feel like I can't even begin yeah. until it's all over. Yeah. So like I <laughs> go back and check it out. Well, it felt like Harry Potter was never gonna fucking end, right, and right. it was like I'm just gonna wait until all this shit's over and it dies down, and I can have my own goddamn opinion. <laughs> And, like, I remember all my friends, like, just give me a really hard time for that. And I mm-hmm. do it for everything. I waited to watch True Detective. Mm-hmm. Like, <sighs> and that was a good wait, too. I'm glad yeah. I waited. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um. I digress. Perpetually. What else? Anything else? Or? I don't know. An hour 15. Well, well an hour 11. It's like a <laughs> Legend of Boggy Creek length. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. I'm good with that. Oh, it's nine oh three time for bed. <laughs> I I will say I do look forward to working with you. Yeah, um, I cannot wait. When you know, like when all this stuff is kind of I mean, is it ever gonna be over? I don't know. Uh but, I think it will. Yeah. I, I I well not to the extent that we like expect it to be, but I yeah. think that uh it's contingent on a vaccine. Yeah. And then I think that we'll be like, oh, wow, that was a close call. And right. we'll like kind of be like in that period where we're like, Ooh, <laughs> we made it. Um, oh, shit. But I, I'm just looking forward to the days where we can actually do stuff like make films and collaborate. Yeah, so. I want to play music because yeah. I got some recording equipment, so I'm ready to make some soundtracks. Yeah. You gotta go bug John Pata, give him a hard time too. <laughs> be like, hey, let me play, make music for you. Um, which, by the way, he's another talented individual that I hope to have on the show one day. Oh my God, Mr. You John Pata. John Pata, we're calling you out John right now. John Pata, we love you. <laughs> this is now the John Pata Appreciation Hour. Yeah, <laughs> we, we've gone over the hours, and now we're entering the John Pata Appreciation Hour. <laughs> Bonus round. <laughs> um, but anyway, if if you guys haven't heard it, it's the album called "If You Can't Be Mine." Correct. It's available on Apple iTunes. It's a, it's also available on Bandcamp, right? You have a Bandcamp? Bandcamp, Spotify, Google Play Store. We're, like, everywhere. And you yeah. can, you sell CDs, so you can get a you hard do. copy. Yeah. I, for, I believe you might be able to just purchase the album for free. You just pay what you want. Nice. On Bandcamp. So right. if you're poor, it doesn't matter. Because I, I don't care. I paid full price. I appreciate on that deeply. Apple iTunes. Okay. And then I bought the CD from you, which I hope you can Thank sign. You. Oh my god! <laughs> I love 
Um, I, I have a Sharpie. I do. <laughs> Use it for wedding invitations. <laughs> um, so go out seriously, guys. Like amazing music. Um, it's when we timeless. Can play together again, I cannot wait. I went to, to one of your people. last shows. Yeah, yeah, that was great timing. <laughs> that was actually, awesome, yeah. it was like right before everything shut down. It was down. a great show. Yeah. I loved that show. The so, sound yeah. was amazing. Yeah, the sound was really good that night. So, I mean, I'm just looking forward to... I I cannot wait to play more shows because I am somewhat aimless without playing music. But it's definitely kicking my ass to write, so that's good. I hope it's kicking your butt and making you write, too. Oh, yeah. You know, it's interesting. Um, I started this podcast out of, like, you know, when the pandemic started, I was like, you know what? This is going to make me write more on my blog. Yeah. But I didn't. I ended up writing more, like, you know, like, for for my films that I want to do, yeah. So, but I still wanted Film Deviant to sort of have something. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? Like I've always wanted to do a podcast. Why not just start this up as yeah. a Film Deviant thing? Yeah. Where we talk about films, but we also talk about other cool stuff. Definitely, too. that's yeah. a great idea. Yeah. Well, I'm pleased to be here. <laughs> I would shake your hand if I could. Yeah, well, <laughs> different times, you know. But um. I will look at you longingly. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you for so coming much over. For being on the show. Really livened up my porch night. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and thanks for the amazing like live performance. Oh amazing. my god. Yeah, it was awesome to tune my guitar today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, ooh, having a reason to tune my old dusty guitar. <laughs> super. Hope you guys enjoy that. Um Yeah. Thanks guys. I will be having another guest, a surprise guest soon. Any hints? Um no, but he's amazing. He might get a little chilly in here. <laughs> so you got to turn the yeah. Anyway, <laughs> not bad. Thanks so much for listening, guys. And again, thank you so much for subscribing and all the kind words that you've given me so far. Love you. Be safe. Yeah, be safe out there. It's crazy out there.
small jet went down inside New York City. The president was on board. President of what? Well, that's not funny, Pliskin. You go in, find the president, bring him out in 24 hours, and you're a free man. 24 hours, huh? I'm making you an offer. Bullshit. Straight, just like I said. I'll think about it. No time. Give me an answer. Get a new president. We're still at war, Pliskin. We need him alive. I don't give a fuck about your war or your president. Is that your answer? I'm thinking about it. Think hard. <laughs> 